is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. It's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Ellie. You know it. And you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, another weekend, another jam-packed show for you guys. It's real, it's here, it's ready. All right, here we go. Let's get to those guests. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first, film director Eric Welch. Now, you may know him from his work as a video director. He's done videos for Mercy Me, Toby Mac, Carrie Underwood, Tim McGraw, and Kid Rock. He is a Billboard and Dove winning music video director, and his first directorial debut is with the movie Beautifully Broken, which is a movie about three fathers from three different parts of the world trying to save their families and how their stories converge. And if you're a creative, you're really going to dig this chat with Eric. He really gives some pro tips about the creative process. Everything from procrastination to spirituality to how to get out of a creative rut. This guy knows his stuff and he's sharing what he knows with you today. Creatives, get ready with your iPhone because there are definitely some great tips here. And make it a priority to check out the inspiring brand new movie, Beautifully Broken. Okay, Rachel, let's turn the page and talk about who's next. All right, you guys are going to catch up with some awesome reality stars. And of course, we totally relate with these guys because they're siblings. You're going to catch up with Angela, Vanessa, and Jojo Simmons, the kids of rap pioneer, Reverend Run of Run DMC. Now, you guys may have watched the show Run's House on MTV back in 2005. They're back on the fourth season of WeTV's Growing Up Hip Hop. Each one of these guys are style gurus and entrepreneurs. You're going to hear the latest in each of their lives and what you can expect if you tune into Growing Up Hip Hop. Rachel, who's next? Okay, then you guys are going to meet actress, comedian, writer, and director Carly Craig. Now, she has a brand new series on YouTube Premium called Sideswiped. It's a hilarious show that you're going to want to binge watch. The first two episodes are free. She finds herself single at 35, joins Tinder, is liked by 250 guys, and decides to go on a date with every single one. (laughs) A great premise, and you guys are going to hear all about the details from Carly a little bit later on in the show. Very funny stuff. Okay, sisters, before we get into our creative chat with Eric Welch, Allie, you found a little gem on your phone. Yes, I did. I opened an app this past week that I hadn't opened in a while, and I found a list that Luke had made of all the things he wanted to teach Clover before we went over to China to adopt our daughter. So it brought back a lot of memories to see this list. Some of the things on the list that he wanted to teach her were ABCs, counting one to a hundred. He wanted to teach her about the wild crats, the members of the family, the birthdays of the family, Thomas the Train. And one of the things he wrote was he wanted to teach her how to be kind, which was so cute. But when I reminded him of this list and I read off the things he wanted to teach Clover, he said to me, Mom, the only thing I'm still trying to teach her is how to be kind. Because when she gets mad at me, she screams in my face. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this one, I guess, is still a work in progress. Well, Allie, with Clover screaming in Luke's face, you know they are absolutely true siblings now. <laughs> exactly. In fact, we still scream in each other's faces every once in a while, right? <laughs> that still happens with us. True. And you guys, even Eric Welch, the director of the movie Beautifully Broken, coming up next, talks about the influence of his sibling. So you're going to hear about yeah, that too. His sister, right? Right. Yeah. So keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Meet you around the corner. to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, as the director of the movie Beautifully Broken, award-winning director Eric Welch is going to share his take on the movie. So you guys are getting the director's take today. Now, you know Eric's work from videos for Carrie Underwood, Kid Rock, Toby Mac, and many, many others. And now you're going to get to know the guy behind the creative vision. Eric Welsh on the show, beautifully broken, here's the lowdown. That's a pretty cool intro. That's the best one I've heard so far. Yay! Absolutely amazing, yeah. <laughs> That's what we go for. <laughs> okay, so, a great intro. So first we have to ask you, what brought you to the movie, Beautifully Broken? Well, it's kind of an interesting journey. Like you said in your intro, the, my core business has always been music videos. It's kind of what I started with when I started editing for DC Talk and their Free at Last, the movie. It was a concert okay. video. Uh-huh. Through the evolution of doing music videos, I ran into a music producer named Chuck Howard because I was doing videos for several artists that he produced hits for. Okay. And Chuck was transitioning from music into a film producing and he kept threatening me he's like eric one of these days you're gonna do my movies and i'm like okay yeah cool whatever man like i'll believe it when i'm on set but chuck followed through sent me a couple of scripts i really connected with this one beautifully broken because i had spent two months in nigeria on a missions trip and so i fell in love with the african people this story treated africans with dignity and respect but also had an interesting twist in america so i was just like yeah i'm in let's go for it okay so what was that like jumping into a feature film. What were your fears? What were your moments of joy? What was that like? (laughs) Well, that's an easy question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, the challenge is just making a large story. And like an idiot, you know, I jumped into not just one story, but three stories that are true. And so you have three families on parallel tracks living in their own world, and somehow those stories come together. I, I took on a film that takes place with three families in two different countries, so I jumped into the deep end of the pool in my first feature. So coming from directing music videos, do you feel like you bring more of an emotional pull because of having to, you know, pull and, and show the storyline and the emotions of a song? That's a great question. Let me think through that just a little bit because, you know, in music video, what you're trying to do is you're you're literally putting art on top of art. You know, yes. that's what we're doing. But you're always looking for some form of emotion through the actor's facial expressions or their body language, not through what they say. Right. And in the film world, you're having to capture lines and dialogue and trying to make a scene work, but then make that piece of the puzzle fit in the overall arc of your story. So that was a real challenge. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now you're known for your visual storytelling. How did you go about developing, you know, your unique style, your point of view, your eye? 
you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time in pre-production on this film. You know, we were a micro-budget compared to what the Hollywood studios do because we're an independent film. You know, and even in my music videos, I do this. I go look for visual references. I go online. I look at other movies. I look at still photography. And I went through every scene of the movie and said, okay, this picture is what I'm looking for. So that gives the art department, that gives the cinematographer... And it gives everyone an idea, okay, this is his visual representation of what this scene is about. And sometimes it's just an emotion, or sometimes, like, you know, there's some scenes in the movie you'll see in the trailer. There's this beautiful tree looking out across this expansive valley, and, like, that was a big cinemagraphic moment that we wanted to capture. Mm -hmm. And I you know, had visual references that said, you know, I want this movie to have this epic feel to it when we're in Africa. And so people knew what I was looking for. And then anytime something didn't line up with that vision, I would always go back and point at the picture and make them angry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're just tuning in here at the Mulberry Lane Show, you're listening to Eric Welch, director of the movie Beautifully Broken. So how would you describe your directing style? Crazy. Okay. No, um, <laughs> I, I, it just depends on what part you're talking about, you know. When I approach a project, my visual style is to capture the heart and emotion of what that person is, whether it's a songwriter, whether it's a movie. Like, this movie is about real people, and I met the real Randy Hartley. Okay. And telling the story of his family, telling the story of William Muzero's family, that's what I approach it with. So, okay. uh, you know, this movie, the African stuff, we wanted to have it frenetic and energetic because it's like you're running from Rwanda. But then when we come to the American part of the story, the camera work is much more set, solid. Okay. And it's not until those characters go through their trauma that the camera work becomes more frenetic. So okay. you're using the camera to convey the emotion of what's happening in scenes. Okay. Thanks. Very cool. Personality-wise, though, would you say that you're easygoing, or are you, like, detail-oriented? Very detailed. Now you're trying to psychoanalyze me, and I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, I think most of the actors enjoyed the process. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm a very collaborative director. Okay. You know, there's a few scenes in the film I could reference specifically, but then I give them away, where actors, like, I think that I should be sitting here like this or laying here like this. I'm like, well, here's what I'm seeing, and here's why. And then they'd be like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're trying to set up. You know, So right. it is a collaborative process. On the technical side of things, I'm pretty demanding. You know, uh -huh. I, I think that's one of the things that I learned in making this film is you understand why directors get a bad rap for being so demanding, so hard to work with. Because when you start through a process, you have a vision. You're really the only one with the overall narrative in mind. Right. And every step along the way, people try to change that, or they try to put their vision in there. Every time I compromised in the film with someone, I see it on screen. And I'm like, man, I should have stuck to my guns okay. because I was right about that. And, and I let someone else sway me. And so that's why you see the directors are so demanding and so hard because they have that overall vision. Yeah, and they see the, I, the big picture. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the thing about it is, is I could be standing on set and a production assistant or, you know, somebody with the catering could have an idea and they share it with you. And it's like, you know what? That's a great idea. Like, you can't be so blind to what people are saying right. that you don't hear great ideas because you take people out of the process. And film is a collaborative process. Uh -huh. Right. That's a hard line to walk. Oh, gosh. It, it really is. It, especially with actors. You have to encourage and foster 
a creative environment, right? You and want they have people to be to, so vulnerable to give a good performance. Oh, totally. Too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so you want to foster a creative environment, but when ideas aren't good, <laughs> you, have to, you, you have to work around those ideas and not offend somebody or scare them from bringing you another idea. Right, or and from giving a good performance. Absolutely, because they could be t- totally ticked off at you and ruin the take. Right. Yeah. Just because they're in the wrong headspace, right. not, not out of vindictiveness. Right, just, sure. Just in the wrong headspace. Exactly. You know, to me... The most important thing in life is love God, love your neighbor. And the second one, we forget so much. And how we treat people is crucial to that overall theme. And so you can't just steamroll all over, buddy, and like, yeah, I I made this movie, but then you have a trail of blood behind you from the people you (laughs) you totally destroyed to make your quote-unquote art. So it's a tough line to walk. It's a tough line to walk. And your reputation is on the line, too. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Because ultimately, no matter what happens, People are going to look at it and go, well, the director just sucked. You know, they don't know, they don't know what happened. They don't know the story. I mean, I was challenged by that several years back when you would watch other people's music videos. And it's like, man, that was a total turd. And yet when you talk to the producer, you talk to the director, they're like, well, you don't understand. Like, it rained on us. This happened. This happened. We had to change this. I only had the artist for an hour. Like, you don't know the story. But unfortunately, none of us are judged or judged part by the story we judge it by what's the final piece that's and that's the that's the pressure yeah. yeah and you know that's such a good example in life for people who are not even producing movies just to know that sure. when you see someone's story and it looks all crazy you know you just right. don't, you don't know what's really going on well honestly and and that's one of the key takeaways from beautifully broken you know in this movie you have three parallel stories uh-huh. and what the premise of the movie kind of touches on is the fact that all of us in some way are broken. All of us in some way have something from our past that's either hurtful or shameful that we may want to process. Or if we don't, we know someone who has gone through something traumatic. And so in sharing our stories with one another, in realizing that, you know, just because you see no tears doesn't mean the person hasn't cried. We don't know what the story is. We don't know what someone is going through. And yet, when we open ourselves up, when we're vulnerable, when we allow God to heal us and we allow ourselves to love and heal others, our stories can be hope and inspiration to people. And so, you know, that's in a nutshell kind of what the film is, and it translates into what you ladies were saying. Yeah. Going to take a quick break. Be right back with more from director Eric Welch. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Every tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen down When you're hurting, feeling shame, when you're numbing all your pain When you've lost your way and feel so far away You're not, you're beautifully broken We've got you covered the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Right now, you're hearing from director Eric Welch, director of the just-released movie, Beautifully Broken. If you were with us for the first segment, you heard how he approached this film. Now you're going to get back with Eric and hear more about his creative process. Director Eric Welch here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Beautifully Broken is a faith-based movie, so how does your own spirituality inform your creativity? Well, that's a great question. I think that my desire and my hope is, obviously, everyone wants success, but then what do you determine that success as? And to me, success is, let's just take, for example, 
when I did the Carrie Underwood video, See You Again. That was a very emotional, moving music video, and it touched on stories from all different aspects of life, from soldiers coming home to people passing away to the loss of a child. They're all imagery in this music video that convey those stories to someone. Mm -hmm. And when you go through and you the YouTube comments, when you read, this reminds me of my dad who passed away, or, you know, or just somebody says, I miss you, Mom. That's where bringing the sense of healing, I hope that that's what my work does. I mean, winning awards is cool, whatever, but when you read the comments of how people, their lives have been changed, like that's what it's really about. How do you keep yourself on that path when, you know, the entertainment industry in general is so outward focused, it's so, you know, award focused, so exteriorly focused. How, yeah. how do you get back to the inner you that feels that way and wants to be on that path? Well, as sisters, you will know, I have a sister who busts my chops continually. <laughs> and so I get like, to those oh, sisters, I tell oh, you. Oh, no, I mean, so she is my hardest critic. I shot a Carrie Underwood video today. Okay, now, now who is she? What has she done? And so she just, it doesn't matter what I do, yeah. she will bust my chops and keep me humble. But That's the other thing really is, through the process of talking about the film, Beautifully Broken, I took the script because I said before, I had been on a missions trip for two months to Nigeria. Uh -huh. And when you go and you see people with their lives on the line, their churches being burned down, they're being killed, they're facing real persecution from yeah. people. And you see them living on the edge of life in battles that are not only based on faith, but based on politics. Uh -huh. And you see people like that, and you live with them for two months, it changes everything. You know, you're lucky to get rice. In America, we're so spoiled, we have a buffet. But right. when you live with people like that, it, and you see the lack of materialism, what really matters in life, it changes you. Like, when I came back, it's like, I didn't care what music was popular. I didn't care what movie was popular. It all seems so trivial. It's hopefully being inspired by those touchstone moments and having people around you that do speak into your life, that do keep you humble, that do remind you of the person you were when you were in college, who had the vision to do this. Keeping those people around you that remind you who you are at the core, that's what's important. And I yeah. lo love that answer. Yeah. So true. So now on the show, we like to inspire people to keep up their creativity, to pursue their creative dreams. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times life gets hectic and busy and you get pulled away from those things that really bring joy into your life. Mm -hmm. So when you are on a creative downturn or life gets hectic and busy, how do you keep your creativity flowing? Are there certain things you do to bring back that joy? Great question. The first thing I will say is I don't know how many times people look at what I do and say, oh, you're so creative. You, and I cannot stand when people say that uh -huh. because we all have creativity in some way. Yeah. And we may be creative in a different way than I am. And one is not better than the other. You really have to find what you're good and what you're creative at and what feeds you. My brother worked with me for about a year and he was a marketing guy, you know, and, and by the end of the time working, I threw him in the deep end. I said, dude, edit a promo together. Try something. He's like, dude, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And by the time he left, he was editing music on the beat, putting pictures with things that was really good. And I'm uh -huh. like, you never would have done that unless you pushed it. Creativity is a muscle. You have to stretch it and push it. The other thing is when you're tapped, when you're dry, you have to get outside of yourself and get outside the usual norms. It may be going to see another movie. It may be looking at different photos. It may be going to an art gallery. It may be just getting outside and walking. You know, as a creative person, 
you cannot be afraid of the blocks. You cannot be afraid of the times where you have no inspiration. You just have to go, you know what, I don't have any inspiration right now, and I'm going to write about that. Or uh-huh. uh, I'm going to just get outside, and I'm not going to look at this piece of paper. Or I'm just going to start. So sometimes I don't have the idea. I just start writing, or I just start looking at pictures. Or You just have to be okay with the fact that you're not always going to be inspired. And you're not always going to have that divine moment, so you just need to step away and trust that it will come when it's right. I love that, because it's kind of like embracing the reality of the situation, and almost by embracing it and accepting it, it yeah, I, totally. I think it almost passes quicker. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember reading one time something that set me free. It's like this guy was talking about the creative process of writing, and he's like, creative writing, you will procrastinate and procrastinate till you're right up against the deadline, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Because the process, like, I need to go check the mail, or, hmm, I'll see what this is on Facebook, or let's try this. And they're like, that's actually part of the process, you just don't realize it. You're, right. you're opening yourself up, and instead of being hard on yourself, you have to open yourself up to that flow, because otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. And sometimes that works creatively, but most of the time it just puts pressure on you and, and, and you tighten up yes, instead so of letting true. go. And when you let go, I think your subconscious works on it, and you're not even aware of it. That's exactly the point of the article, and you said it much better than I ever could. There you go. <laughs> Yay, Allie. <laughs> then when you said that when you're you know, writing ideas for these music videos right in the beginning, do you turn off your editor like right in the beginning and think, okay, let's not be too harsh on what I'm writing, just like you just go with it? That is a core thing with me when it comes to brainstorming. And I say this in groups of people when we're doing meetings and brainstorming. Uh There's an old phrase that says there's no bad dogs. If you start editing yourself, if you start off hindering yourself, you don't allow that creativity to flow. And you can't hinder it in other people's. When somebody says something stupid and idiotic, you have to hold back their laughter because you don't want to stop them from throwing ideas out. Because somebody may say, you know, what about fish sticks? And it's like, no, fish sticks is an idiot answer. But tartar sauce, and they're connected. So when somebody says one thing, it may lead to another. So you never want to stop the flow of ideas by making someone feel stupid. So there's no bad dogs. Just let it go. Don't self-edit. Just get it out there. And then you can go back through and go, okay, well, that was dumb. I don't know why I was thinking of that idea. But But it led to this. Yeah. Exactly. You never know the chain reaction. Well, if you've just joined us, award-winning music video director and director of the brand new film, Beautifully Broken, Eric Welch is here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now, do you have any behind-the-scenes stories from filming of the movie where everything either like magically came together or a moment where like everything totally fell apart? Uh, there's a lot of fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes the coming together even sweeter when it happens. Uh, well, you know, it's so true. I think that's the whole thing. People ask what I do for a living. I'm a ringleader. Uh, you know, it's like when you go on set and you've got 30 or 40 people, it's like you've got an army. You're moving in one direction. Uh, so there's always, you know, hazard and, and complete impending doom in the future. So you have to walk through that. I, I will say, you know, there are times when it just kind of translates back to a story you are talking about earlier. It's just that there are moments in life that are inspired. There are a few times when I listened to a song the first time and I had the idea right then. Or there's a scene in the movie that I had had some other editors work on and it just didn't feel right. And it was like, I almost called my company Third Watch because it's between that midnight and 3 a.m. time period. Mm -hmm. You're tired, 
you're just willing to try stupid things, and in the morning you get up and watch them and see if they were good, right? right yes. So there's several times where I would be in that 12 to 3 o'clock hour, and I would just try something. And many times I feel like God just breathed on those moments, but, and you cannot take credit for them in your arrogance. You know, you just have to realize, look, that was an inspired moment. Uh Like, that was just a moment that happened, and it's like, I can't take credit for that. That just really fell into place, and you're literally doing it, but you're watching it unfold in front of yourself as as the creativity flows. Do you feel like you're kind of a vessel, like a God moment? In, In many ways, yeah, because I think God wants to reach to people. God wants to touch people with either a message or an emotion, or like in this film, with the idea of healing. You know, that helping others leads to healing. That's in the film. My prayer is that I am conveying what God wants, but also conveying what the heart of the person who created the music, created the script, what those people want. Like, I want to make sure I'm true to the story. I'm true to the music. I'm true to who this artist is and what they're trying to do. And allowing what they are about to come through. And sure, I mean, it's going to have my thumbprint on it a little bit, but it really is their heartbeat that you come through. So, in other words, you see yourself as serving, really. I hope so. I mean, I I hope so. I mean, that's part of, you know, when you go back to what has the film taught you and how do you stay broken, how do you stay humble. Look, I'm a guy, I'm a director, I have an ego. It's just, it's just, it's out there, you know. (laughs) But it's almost like, you know, it's an egg and you you have all these forces coming in to break the creativity and the hope and the dream of this egg. And your job is to hold that egg and protect that egg. Uh And people are continually hitting you trying to change that and make it different. And it's like, no, this is the vision. This is what we started with. And until the person who is responsible for this vision tells me to change it, I'm going to maintain the integrity of what they set out to do. I love that. It's a great visual. We thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and thank you so much for sharing your heart and your vision and your creative approach. This has been really inspiring and enlightening, and we want to thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Check out beautifullybrokenmovie.com, and the movie does have Toby Mac and Michael W. Smith with cameo appearances. And that was Eric Welch, director of the movie. We'll be right back with more here on The Mulberry Lane Show. You're beautifully broken. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane. Okay, you met the kids of legendary hip-hop star Joseph Simmons, a.k.a. Reverend Run of Run DMC on the hit series Run's House, which debuted in 2005. Now those kids, Angela, Vanessa, and JoJo Simmons, are all grown up and part of the WeTV series Growing Up Hip Hop, now in its fourth season. Right now, you guys are going to catch up with the siblings, hear what to expect from the show, and the brand empires each of them are building. Angela, Vanessa, and JoJo, Growing Up Hip Hop, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Good morning. I like that. Great to have you. Well, it's awesome to have all three of you guys here. You're back on reality TV. This time, each of you are kind of in different stages of life. So, Angela, first, talk about how things are different for you this time around. You're now a mom. You've been through a tough breakup. You've launched your brand. There's talk of a possible new romance. So what are we in for this season? I mean, you know, there's a lot going on this season. I think that everyone individually has some really amazing stuff going on. I mean, me personally, I think you guys have seen me kind of develop and change even within the last four seasons of Grown Up Hip Hop. It's been a lot of different stuff going on. I mean, like you said, the breakup and the baby, it's been a lot, but this season is definitely 
pretty amazing. I have my brother and my sister on the show with me, so it makes it that much better. Right. I would definitely say there's a lot of new stuff going on. Okay, and JoJo, you're a daddy now, you've become a producer, you've launched a brand that celebrates fatherhood, and you've left some of the craziness behind. So what are we going to find out about you on this fourth season? Definitely watch if you haven't been watching, because I'm here to be funny, and I'm here to make sure my sisters stay on the right path. Okay. You have an important role. <laughs> now, yep, yep. now, Vanessa, you have a three-year-old daughter. You were, you know, recently a part of Project Runway. You and your sister, and we totally get this, you guys have had your ups and downs with your relationship. Uh-huh. So talk about your plans for your fashion business and how you and your sister are getting along at this point. Um, well, we're getting along. We're, on the, we're here with you guys this morning. Yeah. So we don't really hold on to any, like, problems. I think... You're always going to have growing pains with your siblings, and that's sure. just what you guys get to experience a little bit on growing up hip-hop. But we don't hold on to beef, so it's not anything that lingers over, so we're good. And my daughter's actually four already. Like, okay. I can't believe that yeah. the time goes so fast. So, yeah, I'm working on a new business, a skincare line, and so you guys get to see the birth and development of that of as it goes along. So I'm super excited about the season and even more excited to share it with my siblings. Okay, each of you guys has such a good business sense in in launching brands. Was that from watching your family? Where does that come from? Vanessa? Absolutely. I I think that our family played a big role in being an example for us and how to like build brands and launch successful products that we're passionate about. I think that that's always the goal is doing stuff that we're passionate about and doing stuff that we honestly love. There's always going to be ups and downs in business and I just feel like you know, we just embrace that and go for it without any fear. A lot of people, you know, have their dream of, you know, their creative project or launching a business, but there is always that fear that kind of holds you back. So, Vanessa, speak about how you get over fear. Yeah, I think the best thing to do would definitely be to cultivate a strong vision for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Write down little goals that you can do every single day to get to it and just chip off at those goals every single day and next thing you know you'll look up you know your brand will be up and going ignore the fear you know the fear is going to come up but i feel like use that as a like positive pressure okay okay, i love that if you've just joined us you're hearing from vanessa angela and jojo simmons kids of hip-hop and rap innovator and mogul reverend run of run dmc talking about the latest season of growing up hip-hop now i want to talk about the best piece of advice from your dad, Reverend Run. Angela, what of his advice do you really take to heart? He pretty much tells us to do your best and forget the rest. And most importantly, I feel like he's taught us to have a really strong relationship and faith in God. Okay. So I feel like that's just uh, one of the most important parts of our lives is our foundation. I love that. Okay, JoJo, what about you? Oh, definitely my favorite quote has always been, don't let your happenings destroy your happiness. So basically, don't let things around you destroy what you can control and destroy how you can be happy. You know what I'm saying? Love yeah. that. Yeah. That's a good quote. Okay. And Vanessa. My God, I feel like Angela took my answer. <laughs> that that happens can, a lot with sisters. Um, <laughs> my dad does have so many amazing lessons that he's like, taught us over the years, but definitely what sticks out to me is do your best and forget the rest okay. because 
We live in such a time where, you know, we strive for perfection, looking at what everyone else is doing on mm-hmm. social media. Yes. I think that it's just important to focus on what we can do the best, give it your 110%, and forget everything else, because that's all that matters. Okay, now each of you has your own platform, and, you know, you, you are kind of focused on putting positivity out there. Speak to a little bit what your personal platform is, Angela. I mean, in general, spreading positivity is really important. So for me, I like to do that. I like mm-hmm. to just be honest, day-to-day being a mom, working out, you know, eating right, just putting the things that mean a lot to me on my page or is usually what I um, use my platform for. Okay, and Vanessa? I definitely love to use my platform for women empowerment. Not that I don't love to inspire men as well, but I feel like it's kind of my duty to inspire and empower people to be the best possible versions of themselves. Okay, and JoJo? Bring awareness to, you know, just being a dad, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of men, some of them don't take it as serious as they should, and, I, and I, that's my platform is to spread, spread the love and make sure that fathers out here doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, okay. It's amazing what you guys are doing and the positivity you're putting out there. What and a power trio. Yes, and it's been great catching Thank up you. with you guys. We'll see you on WeTV. Thanks, Thanks so for much. the song. Go. Siblings, high fives to you guys. <laughs> high fives. Check out this entrepreneurial sibling trio on Growing Up Hip Hop, airing on WeTV's Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central. Gotta take a quick break. When we come back, it's actress and writer with the brand new YouTube series, Carly Craig. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you're about to hear about one of the funniest concepts for a new scripted show airing on YouTube. The show is called Sideswiped and stars Roseanne Arquette, Chelsea Fry, and is written by and based on the life of YouTube star Carly Craig. And she's here right now, but we're going to let her tell you all about it. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Carly Craig. That was the greatest intro I've ever had. I'm right now. That was awesome. Thank you. It's great to have you on the show. So I laughed out loud when I heard the concept behind the show. So talk about it. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's loosely based on my life where, you know, I was in a relationship for a long time and then got out at 35 and found myself in this like new digital dating app era. And I was like mortified by it and didn't want to get on there, Uh Um, but did and ended up getting 252 matches just like the character. And so I have her deciding to go on all of them after not dating for a long time. So 252 guys. Yeah. 252 guys, yeah. And then you have my mom, Rosanna Arquette, who's, well, she's played by Rosanna Arquette, who's in her 50s, finds herself single, all of a sudden at 50-something years old, you know, spent her whole life being a wife and mom, never had a job, so she's left with nothing and has to come move in with me, and she's killing it on the dating apps, and you'll see her go out with people like Rick Springfield and Peter Gallagher. Yeah, you've got a lot of awesome guest stars. Yeah, just kind of figuring out who she is for the first time in in her 50s, which I think is really interesting. So it's kind of multi-generational. Yeah, the multi-generational. Yeah, you have the millennial who's married with a kid, you know, thought that she had to live life by the rules and is now kind of experiencing that seven-year itch in her marriage and wondering if she's made the right decision, so starts living vicariously through us. Okay, so now this series kind of developed first off in your mind, and then, you know, how did it land on YouTube? What was that process? 
Well, yeah, so I, I wrote a pilot after, you know, I had gone on Tinder and did all that stuff. Um, I wrote a pilot and then shot the teaser, which was okay. the first scene that you see with Jason Sudeikis. Okay. It's in the gynecologist's <laughs> office, which is also based on what happened to me having a super hot gynecologist come in <laughs> when I was not ready for it. Um, so wrote that and then Jason, I worked on a hall pass with him. Okay. So we went and did that and I shot that as a teaser that we then brought to YouTube Premium and showed them the teaser, let them read the script, gave them a pitch, and then wrote out basically what I saw for the whole season and seasons after that for them to kind of see what the vision was. Okay. And they were just the best place to go, I think, because they're just starting to get into premium programming. And, you know, they've done a lot of stuff with their YouTubers, which I'm not. I've never had, like, a YouTube channel like uh-huh. that or anything. But they're doing shows now, you know, with Cobra Kai. George Clooney's doing a show with them. They're really getting on this market where they're going to be competing with places like Netflix and Hulu sure. and Amazon yeah. and allowing creators to really do their thing. So now, do they there? pretty much give you the reins, the creative reins for all this? Yeah, they really did. I mean, they're collaborative in ways. They definitely have notes and restrictions and stuff like that, but overall, I felt really free creatively, which for you know a writer-actor was a dream come true. Now, you and Rosanna and Chelsea seem to have a really good bond. I mean, it comes through, yeah. so I, I bet oh, working with thank them is, you. Yeah, pretty fun yeah, working together. Great. Oh, it was so fun. I mean, Chelsea, <laughs> she came in and auditioned. You know, we had been auditioning a lot of people, and she blew me away. I just think that that girl is going to be a big star. She's really talented. You know, she did a lot of improv in her background and went to Stella Adler, similar to myself. And Rosanna, of course, I mean, she's a pro forever. I've been a fan of hers, so it was just awesome to work with both of them. Uh-huh. So now, is this premium content on YouTube? How do we find it? Yeah. So you go to YouTube Premium, and you can watch the first two episodes for free, and then you can binge all eight right now. It's there. Okay. And you can get one month free, sign up, and then it's like, after that, it's 12 bucks a month, and you'll get access to all the original content, but also you get no commercials on your YouTube videos, which we all love. Okay. Yeah, and the music is really great, too. Talking with actress, comedian, director, and writer of a brand new series on YouTube Premium called Sideswiped. You're hearing from Carly Craig here on the Mulberry Lane Show. What do you hope people take away from the series? You know, I think a lot of people are growing up with that. Find your prince and live happily ever after thing. And this show is so not about that, even though she's going on dates and Jane, her sister, is trying to encourage her to do that. I think the message really is when you see how Jane, that her marriage, there is some cracks in it and that it isn't everything that she's making it out to be. That the more important thing is to figure out who you are and what you love in life. Uh-huh. And then if somebody fits into that, great. And if they don't, you're fine. Right. I love that concept. And then before we Thank let you. you go, this show that we produce is all about making sure people stay in touch with their creative side because it's so important for your happiness in life. So how do you indulge your creativity? What keeps your creative juices flowing? I think that's where the writing comes in. You know, as an actor, I don't always have control over what I'm playing or when I get to work. And as a writer, I never stop. You know, I'm constantly working whenever I want because I can create anything I want to, you know, I, I have a blank page and it's always there. So that part's been a lifesaver for me because as an actor, I don't know if I would have stayed this long. I've been here okay. for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> so it's the writing and that that fuels your creativity. Yeah, it, it allows me to do all of it. The writing, it, you know, it allows me to do all of it anytime that I want. Well, Carly, we want to thank you for bringing this series to us. It's a hysterical thank watch. You. And it's fun to watch the three of you and your relationship. And will there be a second season? I hope so. If people watch it and they ask for it, I'm sure it will be there. And I have many more stories to tell. So. Okay. <laughs> when the second season is about to hit, you got to come back. I would love to. Thank okay. you so much. I want to be sung in again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Carly. 
That's actress, comedian, and writer Carly Craig here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you check out the Sideswiped on YouTube. And we want to thank Carly for stopping by the show today and sharing your gift of humor and writing with us. Okay, Rachel, who else do we need to thank? A big family high five to Vanessa, Jojo, and Angela Simmons, the kids of rap pioneer Reverend Run of Run DMC. Thanks, guys, for sharing all about the fourth season of Growing Up Hip Hop, which airs on WeTV Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central. And guys, thanks for sharing each of your individual projects and bringing some great advice from your dad to the show today. Priceless. Okay, Allie, who else? And finally, we want to thank movie director Eric Welch. He's the director of the new film, Beautifully Broken. This is a powerful, inspirational story about three fathers trying to save their families. It's in theaters now, so you got to go check it out. And Eric, who is also a music video director, he had so many gems to share on today's show. So Eric, we just want to thank you for sharing your heart, your vision, your work ethic, and your spirituality with us today was really on point and quality time with you today. All right, sisters. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. So glad you guys could join us. Make sure you are right there. Same time, same place next weekend. We'll meet you right here. Mm-hmm. But stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, remember to create where you are. And that's a wrap.